Welcome to the next episode of the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris, a series that will equip you to recognize God's voice. More resources can be found at godconversations.com. Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris, a series designed to equip you to recognize God's voice. How are you today? Great to have you listening to the podcast. I want to especially welcome any of our new listeners. It's great to have you listening in today. Have you ever heard these lines before? God told me to park my car right here. God told me to divorce my wife. Or this one in history. God told me to kill all the Muslims. It doesn't take long in church life before you hear someone saying those words. The words God told me have been used before to justify mass murder. They've caused a proliferation of weird and wonderful beliefs and abuses of power so heinous that you can't really blame church leaders from throwing their hands up in the air and saying you should never, ever use them. Yet the characters in the Bible seem to have no problem using those words. Have you noticed? Our most famous stories begin with these kind of lines. And the word of the Lord came too. Or God spoke unto dot, dot, dot. Or in the New Testament, you're more likely to read these words. The Holy Spirit said. In fact, statements such as these, such as thus says the Lord or the word of the Lord came too, for the Lord speaks which are the equivalent of God told me, right? They're said to occur more than 3,800 times in the Old Testament alone. It's an amazing statistic, isn't it? It's all through the Bible. But you may say, we're not Bible writers. So is it ever okay to say God told me? It's interesting, I'd originally written this as a blog post But as I developed it, I realised it was a lot more important and quite complex and it really required a podcast to unpack it a little bit and develop it fully. When you've listened to it, I want to encourage you to pass the podcast on because I really believe it's a message that is important for our churches today. So much damage can be done when we misuse those words, but also if we misunderstand them. So is it ever okay to say, God told me. Well, let's turn that question around for a moment. I want to talk about when it's not okay. You see, it's not okay to use the words God told me when, number one, you're using them to manipulate. This often looks like this. God told me that you're the problem. Have you ever heard that? God told me that you need to change. God told me that you should do this for me. (laughs) The truth is that we are responsible for our own actions, not the actions of others. And God is so much more likely to talk to us about our own lives and the things that we can change before he'll ever talk about someone else's life to us. We need to understand that we take responsibility for our actions. We must never use these words to manipulate or control another person. When is it not okay to use these words? Number two, when you are trying to use them to add to your own authority. After all, 
Using such a statement to introduce what you want silences any opposition. Isn't that true? Once I've said God told me, if it really is from God, then absolute submission is required by everyone. Because who are we to question the words of God, right? So sometimes people use these words so there can be no discussion, no accountability, no testing that takes place. God told me that I should do this and there's nothing more to be said. We should never use those words to try and add to the, to the authority of our statement. Well, number three, it's not okay to use these words to strengthen your wish list. This can often look like pulling out a favourite scripture, adding the words God told me to get what you want. You know, ask for anything and I'll give it to you. Well, God told me I I was going to get the brand new car. God told me that he was going to do this. Sometimes we use those words to try and add to what we want. It's important to understand that when God speaks, his words are powerful. He means what he says. He is creative and his words are a reflection of his character and his nature. When God speaks, he watches over his promises to fulfill them. They don't return empty. So when we make a claim to repeating his words, we're assuming sovereign authority and the power of heaven for our situation. There should be a deep hesitation, a solemn reverence for when he speaks and understanding that God's words are not to be messed with. In fact, putting my words into God's mouth is almost an act of blasphemy. I think of the the Crusades so long ago when the, the Christians were trying to recruit men for their cause to try and retake Jerusalem from the, from the Muslims. So suddenly God says it's okay to slaughter the infidels, as they were called. A tool of manipulation used to build their army, to gather power. I think of some scenarios where I've heard middle-aged people say things like, um, God told me to divorce my wife. You might have heard that one. And it usually comes with them to marry someone much younger. They're trying to add to their authority, trying to justify their actions by using the words God told me. I think of some people, particularly young people, who say things like, God told me to go on the mission field or God told me to go overseas and get away and The truth is they haven't been listening to God in the other areas of their life and suddenly God's told them to do this wonderful thing. You see, we we shouldn't be misusing his words. We should be very careful not to ever use our own words and try and add God's authority to them. We need to keep checking our hearts and our motivations and never use those words as a a cop-out. But then there's the other side to it as well. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, one of my favourite verses, he said this, that we would be able as his people to recognise his voice. And having recognised his voice, we'd be able to follow it. In fact, the ability to hear from God is one of the marks of the new new covenant Christian. When the Holy Spirit came, he said we could now directly hear from him. This is the privilege we have when we're in relationship with God. We would have his word 
his spirit in our lives. It would be like his word would be written on our hearts. Jesus spoke these words before he left the earth. He said this in John chapter 16, verses 12 to 14. He said, I have much more to say to you right now, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is because it is from me he will receive what he will make known to you. What an amazing privilege that the Spirit would hear from the Father and that he would bring those thoughts and those truths to us, make them known to us, that he would speak of things to come. See, the very essence of relationship is communication. Jesus came as the Word become flesh, the living Word. God speaks and it is. It says in Amos 3.7 that God does nothing without first speaking it. His word is the primary way that he connects with us. He speaks and he brings his will to pass. So when I think about the kind of relationship we have with God, it's one that's built on communication. It's one that's built on conversation. I don't see the goal as to as his people to be wandering around scratching our heads whether and thinking whether is that God or not? How can I have the confidence to follow the voice of God if I'm not sure if it's him? In fact, Jesus calls us friends. He actually uses that phrase. He says, I call you friends in John chapter 15. And it's a friendship defined by the things he tells us. So there's an expectation that our relationship is going to look like a conversation. Now, I think the problem is that because of the abuses and the misuses of those words God told me, we tend to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We tend to get scared, and I completely understand that. But instead of throwing it out, instead of abusing those words, let's learn how to use them correctly. Let's not discard the possibility that God could be speaking to us, and he could be speaking clearly, and we need to learn to discern what he's saying. So is it ever okay to use those words God told me? Under one condition, and this is it. The condition is when the words have been tested, when they've been proven to be from God. See, the problem is we don't see clearly, do we? The Apostle Paul says it's like we're looking through a, a, a fuzzy reflection, a fuzzy mirror in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. We have to acknowledge the truth, and that is this, that we can get it wrong. The Bible says that our hearts tend to deceive us, and it's true, isn't it? We get, we get in the way, our desires, our experiences, our, our mindsets confuse what we hear from God. So we are told very clearly in the New Testament that we should test the spirits to see if they're from God. Every revelation must be put to the test. And only then can we be confident to follow those words that God has given us with, with reassurance. See, I wonder if those crusaders had have tested though their words that they apparently heard from heaven about taking the Muslims. I wonder if they'd ask themselves, is this the kind of thing that God would say? Is this the kind of thing that Jesus would say? Is this in his nature and his character? It wouldn't have been difficult because one of the key teachings of Jesus is to love your enemies and do good to those who hurt you. All they needed to do was test it. But they were misusing his words to add to their authority to try and manipulate people to get into their army and to take that land back. 
See, there's always a testing process. There always has been. Even way back in times of the Old Testament, there was a testing process. We read about it in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 21, where the, where the people are seen to be saying, how can we know if a word has been spoken by the Lord? The same kind of scenario we find ourselves in. And then we move on to the New Testament. First John uh, chapter 4, verse 1 says to test the spirits to see if they're from God. So there's a testing process then, there's a testing process today. And we need to implement it. We do. We need to filter it through the God filter to see is this word from God or not. Can I encourage you, if you've never tested a word, if you, if you don't really understand how to do it, we've released a message from God Conversation called, How Do I Know If It's God? How do I know if it's God? And it really goes through in detail how to test a revelation. How do you know if it's from Him or not? available at godconversations.com forward slash store and it's available in a cd and mp3 and i encourage you to get a hold of it and have a have a good listen to it and then begin to apply it to your life so i may have thought i've heard from god but what if i'm not sure what what if i've still tested it and i'm still not that certain what do i do then well that's that's easy (laughs) we say we're not sure We don't add the words God said when we still don't know if it's him. See, there are times when I say God told me or God said, and then there are times when I say, "Mm, I think maybe he did, but I'm still waiting to see. I remember many years ago when I moved from Melbourne to Sydney, I had absolutely no doubt that God had spoken. I think the final tally was around about six prophetic dreams and eight different prophecies, all saying the same thing. In fact, one of the prophetic dreams had already come to pass. All sounds a bit ridiculous looking back, doesn't it? But it was quite true. I knew without a shadow of a doubt when I packed up my flat and got in my car and started driving to Sydney that God had spoken. Because if it wasn't the Holy Spirit moving amongst 11 different people, I think it was, including myself, In every context of my life, over the space of three years, I seriously don't know what it was. Interestingly, it didn't take away the need for faith. No matter how many times God speaks or how clear it is, it still needs to lead to a life of faith. But in that whole experience, I knew that Jesus had spoken and I knew enough to follow it. As it turns out, all of those things that he said came to pass. It did take a little longer than what I expected and in slightly different ways, but his word came to pass. It was powerful. It was sent for a purpose and it came true. But there are other times when I don't know. There are other times when I'm just not sure and and when those times come, I need to be hesitant. I say the words, I think. I'm still waiting for the word to be fully tested. I'm, I'm aware of the deception, the potential I have for making a mistake, for the confusion of my desires. I'm aware that I see through a fuzzy mirror, as Paul said, so I hesitate. I talk to my friends, the people who know me. I submit the revelation to those I'm accountable to. I continue to pray and walk with God and, and talk to him about it, and I ask him for confirmation. I'm aware that it is a sobering thing to say, God told me. And I will never say it until I'm very sure. You know, those times are not that often. They're quite rare. 
And when they come, they're very poignant. You know why? Because nearly all of them require great faith and they need miracles to accompany them. Is it okay to say, God told me? Jesus promised that we would hear his voice recognisably. We would know it enough to follow. But we're also told that we can get it wrong easily, often. Therefore, everything must be tested. So yes, you could say, God told me, but be very careful when you do. Thanks so much for listening today. I trust this has been helpful to you. I know that it's a message that many pastors would love their congregations to hear. And so I encourage you to pass it on for those who you believe would be helpful for, because we really need to get the message out that God wants to speak to us. And we need to take his words and live them in our lives. But we need to do it in such a way that it's responsible, that it produces good fruit and that it produces the will of God and the kingdom of God in and through our lives. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, can I also encourage you to rate it on iTunes? A a big shout out to those couple of people who've done that recently. Robin Porter from Prophetic Art Workshops. Thank you so much for your iTunes review and also Ransomed Heart Conversations. Really appreciate your comments on the podcast as well. Have a great week and I pray that God's voice will be recognisable in your ears. Bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love to hear what you've learned so we can learn from you. Post your comments on the blog page at godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash godconversations. You can help us to get the word out by sharing this podcast with your friends on Twitter and rating it on iTunes. Imagine a people who are hearing from God clearly and consistently. What a difference that would make. Remember, Jesus said that we would recognize his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.